Today on From A to Ziggy, Big Brother. <laughs> Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Thomas. And I am Travis. And today we're talking about Big Brother from the 1974 album Diamond Dogs. Um, have I ever told you that this was uh, my other entry point into David Bowie? No. This was the second album that I ever bought. I bought the Ryko Disc version at a used record store that used to be on White Street in Somerville, Massachusetts. I think I was visiting Boston that day, and I found this album. And it really pushed me down, down that road, having already heard Scary Monsters. I was committed. Oh, man, this yeah, was, that's a really good way to start. This was my new favorite artist. Great album. Love this album. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's excellent. I only listened to it a couple times before this past week, and I have been listening to it very frequently for the last week or so. Um, oh, I need to check here. When is this episode up? Big Brother Friends. Uh, so it'll be just about a week short. So this album came out May 24th of 1974 so when this comes out it'll be about a week off the 40 second anniversary anniversary of this album 42 a red letter number (laughs) (laughs) the answer to the ultimate question of of life life, (laughs) the universe and everything (laughs) to mix up our science fiction god i hope someone's like furiously googling what the meaning of 42 is right now no, you know, I'm sure you all know. But yeah, somebody should make a crossover of uh, of 1984 and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No, wait, somebody already did. Terry Gilliam's Brazil. So there you go. There you go. It's already been done. Everything that you can think of, internet, has already been done. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamond Dogs, 1974. This is our first song we're talking about off of Diamond Dogs. Quick little aside, this is what I always think of when I think of Diamond Dogs. So about a year or so ago, my old roommate put this really funny thing up on Facebook that threw the theory out there that if diamonds are a girl's best friend, dogs are man's best friend, therefore diamond dogs, David Bowie's everybody's best friend. Well, wait a minute now. As, uh, as good third wave feminists here, we do know that not all people are e- either a man or a woman. That's true. So, and not all women fawn over diamonds. That's true. In fact, that's true. the greatest thing I've ever heard is when my girlfriend was like, I never want anyone to buy me a blood diamond. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know? That's the best thing to ever hear if you're a, a guy who does not make much money. <laughs> Because even if I, because what's the old rules that you're supposed to spend three months salary? If I spent three months salary on a ring, it would still be such a crappy ring. Um, Anyways, <laughs> dogs. So yeah, it's it's a concept album, as most great albums tend to be. It turns out. I guess I've just been on kind of a concept albums kick lately. It's, it's well, there's themes. There's themes that go throughout it. Yeah. So it started out as a stage play, a musical version of. 1984, yeah, the classic George Orwell novel slash Eurythmics backed movie, which takes place in this uh, near future totalitarian society. Yes, it's every paranoid person's favorite thing to make reference to. Right, and pretty well, you know, it really gets the uh, the gist of totalitarian governments Mm -hmm. and uh the patterns of authoritarian governments so there's the whole historical revisionism 
you know, going back and changing the so-called facts in the newspapers and, and records and archives and all the propaganda and the technology used to control people and the economic systems in place to keep the working class, you know, in in one place and then is that is that right? Am I getting that? Yeah, no, you're getting it all right. I'm just kind of having that like I just made fun of paranoid people, but I'm also having that realization like I guess really it's not that paranoid. Yeah, this is really <laughs> this is basically like real life. Yeah. Um and one of the big propaganda tools is this image, this looming image of the great protector, the great leader, uh, this, this fictional visage of Big Brother. This giant face is posted on billboards and posters all over the city. He's, he's, on, your, he's on the screen that you watch, that's watching you. Uh, big Brother is watching. And so that's, that's, that's what this is all about. So it's about submitting yourself, control of your own life, to some other power, some authoritarian mm. power. And I will say this for the song. The chorus kind of does make you want to drop everything and just submit. This song takes place basically after the main character has been brainwashed and is singing the praises of Big Brother. This, so this song is about succumbing to this uh, reprogramming, the propaganda. Um, it begins, it's got a progression. It's kind of got a, uh, those choruses you were talking about. They're all like, uh, they're kind of ecstatic. They're yeah. Like, he, he soars from yeah. this sort of like lower, someone lower register. Someone to lead us, someone to follow. Yeah, you know, like I found, I was like, <laughs> Standing on the orange lines today, just like ready to give in to the overlords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like not pumping your fist, but what's what's this? What's this? Just, just like swinging the arms, like yes, yeah, someone. So listener, like I am like yeah, like a sailor motion, elbow out, pumping it across Punching. the chest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's this this soaring ecstatic yeah. kind of. It's um, kind. It, it reminds me of. Um, like the descent into madness in um, all the Mad Men, where it's just really making you feel terrific about something that's really probably bad. Your own like regular free will is just completely zapped, and you're just like all in on this really terrible situation. Yeah, but you're just joyous about it because you've been reprogrammed. I mean, I can understand in a way the desire for a great leader, you know, someone to follow. But then the thing that immediately follows that is someone to shame us. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel shame. This is not a good thing that's being thrust upon us. Someone to fool us. It's this willing acceptance yeah. of something taking over, something that controls you. Yeah, and just the and the fact that he is so upbeat about it just makes it so doubly tragic. So I, I just find it, songs that just have like miserable lyrics but are just so upbeat are just so much more depressing than just outwardly sad songs. Because it hits you so much later that you're just like really excited about, oh, this is actually really terrible. And yeah. it, just like, it just cuts you on two levels instead of just sitting there and like being sad and moping. But there's this, yeah. this voice of doubt. In this song too, yeah, that start it starts out with the verses in in again like Bowie's lower register, which is new in this album, and that's what the verses are like. There's there's a verse and then there's a verse and then there's a bridge. The please save your savior show us, and then the chorus, someone to claim us, someone to follow. 
And then after the chorus, there's no more verses. It's chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus, chorus. Uh, so the verse is kind of like the voice of doubt, the, the level-headed, almost reprogrammed, but still kind of individualistic protagonist. But he's still kind of asserting his, his own individuality. He talks about us and our and has these first-person pronouns. And then in the chorus, it's all directed towards Big Brother. He's someone to claim us, someone to follow. And then there's this, this second bridge, which is, just comes out of nowhere. There's this sort of jangly guitar bridge. Yeah, and it's so sudden, it's, it almost makes you, if you're listening to it on like a digital format, like you kind of peek to see if it switched tracks. Yeah. Like it is very abrupt and completely different. Yeah, but it comes out of that and goes right back into the chorus, and then it's Chorus, chorus, chorus. Yeah. And build, build, build. There's more and more instruments coming in. And it also, if it kind of doubles his, I mean, I'm sure this wasn't his intention, but it, it, it kind of feels like a commentary on pop music now. You know, you have like your little bit of like meat to it in the beginning and the verses. And then basically just start this like mindless, just like droning along to this really catchy chorus. And then it's just nothing but really catchy chorus for the rest of the time. And you're just kind of like nodding along with it. And it's just how I picture it in my head when I listen to like real like pop, pop music. Whoever it is, the powers that be that write these songs, basically just writing these like brainwash ready songs where it's like little bits of verse and then just big, dumb, mindless chorus where you're singing along and you don't realize that you're being fed something. Yeah. It's like Bowie predicted the future, you know, pop music from late 90s on. Very apropos. So like Dr. John is our modern big brother. Yeah. Is it Dr. John? I'm getting his name wrong, aren't I? Uh, Dr. John is the... Dr. John is the one from New Orleans. The okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? The guy that, that produces all the records. Uh, Dr. Dre? No, no. The guy that, <laughs> well, the horrible guy that... Uh, Oh, right. Do oh, I can't remember his name. The pr the producer for Kesha. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really odd story to follow because it was like total BS. And of course, it's great that she got out of her contract and everyone's like, you know, and I, even I found myself like, yeah, Kesha, get free of that contract. Screw this guy. But then you realize that victory means more Kesha songs. Like as soon as she's like free of this contract, that means there's going to be new Kesha. A Pyrrhic victory. Victory for humanity means now you have to suffer through new Kesha song. And then pretend to be happy about them because she just escaped from this horrible situation. So Dr. Luke. Dr. Luke. Wrong evangelist. Wrong evangelist. But like you know what's title. great? And I'm, I'm, I'm happy because screw this guy. So I'm glad we forgot his name. Yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That yeah, guy. It's like, it's like that guy. Um, it's also kind of like, it's like Hey Jude, or it's like any number of songs that, that just have a little nugget of interesting music yeah. and then just, uh, go way off course yeah. into something else. I don't know. Hey Jude is just a, an example that comes to mind. Yeah. There's, there's probably others. There's others that just sort of repeat over and over. I, I can, all I can think of is this really terrible, terrible song that was out a couple of years ago. It was some like cookie cutter pop rock band. And I don't remember anything about the verses, but the chorus was just them going, say Geronimo, say Geronimo. And it just keeps happening and happening and happening. It's so mindless and aggressively catchy that it feels like that song comes on and then it like triggers some sort of like, some like sleeper cell. Like it's just so repetitive and just brainwashy that you, the chorus happens and everyone just like jolts into place and then like, ah, like the prime objective. Does it have like a, a huge chorus in the sense of like a whole bunch of people it sounds like a whole bunch of people are singing along with the chorus yeah you've probably heard thing. it 
No, that's the other thing about modern pop music that I f hate is that they'll plant this gigantic group. They'll boost the chorus with like a whole bunch of backup singers yeah. as if there are a hundred people singing along to this song because they all love it. Yeah. And it hasn't even been released yet. Because it's really just, just one person who's like a hundred tracked. Yeah. It's, it's like this uh, false boosting of the esteem of the song. Um, I hate modern pop music. That's awful. It's I really prefer, awful. You know what I prefer? What? David Bowie. I also prefer David Bowie. Uh, um, and we're talking about Bowie in the 70s, which was a great time. And this is kind of, it's like a transition away from, from Ziggy. He's not technically still in the Ziggy years, but like a lot of the imagery is still there. And He's got the mullet. And a lot of the songs do sound like they would fit right in on Ziggy. It's got a... It's, Got a lot of that like interplay with the acoustic and electric guitars. Very energetic. There's some horns in there. Mellotron. There's some Mellotron. This was also the, the first Bowie album that was produced all by Bowie. In fact, he played a lot of the instruments on the album. He tried to play all of them at the beginning, but he wound up hiring a band. And so on the shows for Diamond Dogs also, he, was, he tried to make it like a stage musical, like a one-man one show which meant kind of hiding the band behind <laughs> curtains. And for the first few shows, they would, uh, they would sort of behind his back, they would come out onto the stage so that they can be seen <laughs> and then retreat back behind the curtain when he would turn around. <laughs> like a peekaboo game. Um, yeah, Mellotron's always really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a Mellotron at the beginning. That, that trumpet solo is, is a Mellotron. And then, of course, there's the... I love the Mellotron voice. The vocals, the chorus, the, the choir, yeah. the Mellotron sound. Um, anything else about Big Brother? I guess there was kind of just this, the, the obligation to point out that it also may or may not be about drugs. Yeah, that's significant. This was the beginning of his cocaine yeah. habit. So he, you know, is singing actually about Big Brother since it was part of his idea for the musical. But I think a lot of it was also, you know, his someone to lead him someone to follow his brave apollo also was interesting also the cocaine uh, was, that, was that your michael kane impression <laughs> michael kane saying his own name <laughs> michael kane michael kane have you ever heard that song by um oh uh, madness they have a song about michael kane and the chorus is it's just like a sound bite of michael kane saying my name is michael kane <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, so this oh, yeah. was the beginning. Drugs as Big Brother. Yeah. Bowie was just getting into cocaine. His, his whole life was steering out of control with, uh, with no help, by the way, from his management, Tony DeFreeze and Main Man, which was spending exorbitant amounts of money. And uh, Tony DeFreeze, notorious exploiter to the stars, Tony DeFreeze was... Getting rich, not I would say getting rich, but also just really digging his own company way into debt and wasting a whole bunch of David Bowie's money on things like expense accounts to f really expensive uh, New York stores, um, fashion, uh, marketing, gold-tipped matchsticks, hotels. <laughs> Gold tip matchsticks. Gold tip matchsticks. Is he Mr. Burns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they, weren't, they didn't actually have any liquid revenue, li liquid cash, to support the lifestyle that they were leaving, leading. 
And this, this, the company was made up of members of the acting troupe that put on Andy Warhol's Pork. Bowie met them in London when they came over, but they were New Yorkers. And so a lot of them got hired to be part of Tony DeFries's main man uh, entourage. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a total <laughs> yeah. nightmare. Tony DeFries was a horrible, horrible manager. And yeah, and this was... This was all in the middle of that. And speaking of management, I mean, this was also, this is this this was the era when Bowie was also getting into cocaine, as we were saying. So he was just sort of like going off the rails, so to speak. Not not an illusion to <laughs> But yeah, I wonder I wonder how much Tony DeFries had to do with Bowie's departure from reality. Or I mean it could have all been Bowie, because he was pretty It probably would have it's being Probably one of those things that would have happened anyway, but yeah. that was not helping. It wasn't helping. Anyway, thankfully that all ended later on. But yeah, this was this was a bad situation that was going on. Bowie was in a really messy place yeah. by this time. And so and this is this is a really raw and emotional album. But it's all very easily digestible fun music yeah the music oddly enough like it is yeah it's very intense but very fun yeah which i don't know which may lead us into the next stage if there's anything unless there's anything else to say about uh um i guess we should just rate rating rate big brother yeah i i'm gonna give this song give this song four and a half brave apollos it's like I would if it, I would have after listening to this song, I would have gotten off the train and listened to whatever like Donald Trump said if he was Big Brother. That's how like in the spirit it he puts gets you, you in that uh, that ecstatic, yeah, ready to submit. I will listen to the next person to tell me to do something because of this song. Gotcha. I uh, I agree. I I think it's it's got that uplifting quality to yeah. it. Yeah, I would give it four Brave Apollos. It's a really good, really good song. Uh, not my favorite on the album, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a yeah, just a really fun song about giving in. It's it's very dark. <laughs> it's very dark. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, any any uh, alternate versions, any covers, mostly ones that were just from tribute albums. Um, there's one from the Dark Side of David Bowie, a tribute to David Bowie, that was by Cream Eight. Which I guess you will, if you haven't listened to Creams 1 through 7, this will make no sense. Uh, there's one by uh, The Quiet Men from Loving the Alien, Athens, Georgia, Salutes David Bowie, which actually I need to go back and listen to that one just because I, tr- I trust Athens, Georgia. Because Athens, Georgia, yeah, it, it birthed the B-52s and R.E.M. And they're both amazing. So I'm going to trust that The Quiet Men are also very good. Anything else about... Uh... Big Brother. I think that covers that. I guess time to move on to some other big things. Hmm. Big, uh, big flowers. Big, big warm fuzzies. Big warm pillows. Big dogs. Big, uh, clouds. Mm-hmm. Big love. Big, big love. Big no. money. Big money. Big money. Big money. Big money. Big no money. whammy. No whammy. No whammy. No whammy. Stop. Oh. Oh, it's a big hurt. Ah. Oh, it's a big hurt. Ah. Um, so we're going to talk about that big hurt on the next episode. We're going to be talking about more Tin Machine, guys. Back to Tin Machine. Back to Tin Machine again. Tin Machine dominates the bees. It really does. Yeah. What's that going to be? Uh, Monday. Monday's episode is going to be a big hurt. 
Until then, you can check us out on Facebook, From Me to Ziggy, Twitter, From Me to Ziggy, podcast at FromMeToZiggy.com. Want to be in, a guest on your favorite podcast that talks about David Bowie's songs from A to Z? Yeah. Email us. We got some big shows coming up. We're really getting into some... Uh... What's coming up? Oh, man. Actually, let's see what means. Maybe we should tie these all together and do like some kind of like a like black week. Because coming up, we got black country rock, black tie, white noise, blackout, and black star. It's almost like the songs of David Bowie were meant to be listened to in alphabetical order. Go figure. I mean, how could you not? What other order could there possibly be? Um, Also, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating uh, because that'll really help us out. Until next time, listener, I'm Travis. And I'm Thomas. And we have been someone to follow. Someone... You know, Travis, someone like you. (laughs) Someone like you. (laughs) I am Michael Caine. And all I wanted was a word, a photograph to kill. And all I wanted was a word. This this has all been faded out by this time. The music is playing and nobody's listening to this. It's like the podcast equivalent of when the audio goes down at the end of the evening news and they're just sitting talking to each other. <laughs>